This is the Rich Eisen Show. Headline to start this opinion. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Bless him. Whatever whatever makes, Jim, whatever makes you happy. Uh, that's, that's where I'm landing on that. The Rich Eisen Show. You can't deny that wherever he goes, he wins. And then he kind of has a weird exit. You know who had that? Parcells. Earlier on the show, NFL Network analyst Daniel Jeremiah. Coming up, Chiefs receiver Rashi Rice. NFL Network analyst Gerald McCoy. Plus, your phone calls and more and now it's rich eyes our number two of the rich eyes and show is on the air we just chatted with daniel jeremiah my colleague from nfl network nfl media group in addition to being the the awesomeness that he provides for us in terms of talent evaluation combine draft he is also the radio analyst for the los angeles chargers radio network so we had him on about what jim harbaugh might be able to affect immediately for the Chargers, other than just uh, showing some uh, fans some enthusiasm, unknown to uh, mankind, and um, or previously unknown to mankind. And um, and so if you missed that, don't worry, we re-air in two hours. We're also putting a couple of uh, clips up already on our socials, as they say. And there's uh, um, there's our, our podcast version of this show. All three hours, you can listen to it. Uh, on demand wherever you get your podcast. That's your that's your right to do so. The Panthers just named Dave Canales, the offensive coordinator of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, their new head coach. Okay. And so okay. that is, that is another job that is filled. And um Seattle's job is open. The the, yeah. the Seattle's job is open. Atlanta's job is open. The commanders. And the commander's job is open. And Belichick is only interviewed for one of them. That's Atlanta. And Dan Quinn is out there still. And Ben Johnson is out there. And he can't be interviewed until the Lions are done with Sunday's action. So Jim Harbaugh lands here in Los Angeles. It's getting uh it's getting it's getting it's getting um late to real quick. Getting Raheem Morris is sitting early. out there. How come he hasn't been hired? Yep. Is it possible that both Belichick and Vrabel will be left without a seat coaching in the NFL in 2024? Is that entirely possible? Good for TV gigs. I guess. I don't know if that's what Bill wants to do. He'd be terrific at it. He'd be outstanding at it. Boy, the Atlanta Falcons hold a ton of cards right now on this this coaching carousel and how it it may stop. They've interviewed 14 candidates. That's a ton. And just to confirm, I am not one of those 14 candidates. <laughs> Chris Brockman. <laughs> it's funny today. I'm driving Xander to school. Everybody. I'm driving Xander to school. He asked me how much money Jim Harbaugh is going to make. And I told him, I said, it's rumored about $16, $70 million. He goes, a year? I'm like, yeah. He goes, how come you're not a coach? <laughs> great question. That's what man. he said to me. <laughs> great, great question. And I told him, I said, in order to get to that level, grind. you got to grind. I should tell him Dave Canales' story. Yeah, Sold cowboy yeah. boots. Then he was the Carson High School offensive coordinator. Then the El Camino College special teams and tight ends coach. Yep. <laughs> Staring into the abyss of what is he going to do with his life when Pete Carroll suddenly leaves and Lane Kiffin's now the USC head coach. Yeah, Zan, I don't think we want that, right? For dad. <laughs> You want to change jobs every right. year, two years. Yeah. Not fun. Move around. 
Uh, let's get to uh, Derek in Missouri. He's been call, uh, hanging on. Uh, he got on the line. I saw him before the we went even went on the air. Appreciate that, Derek. How you been? Hey, Rich. So before I get to uh, my discussion with you, um, you reiterated yesterday about the uh, Seahawks Broncos Super Bowl, and I could relate. I was there myself as well. And before that first play, before the ball flew over Peyton's head. Rich, I couldn't even hear myself think it was yeah. so loud in that. It was that pretty line. wild. It was pretty wild how many people from the Pacific Northwest were right there in uh, northern New Jersey, Derek. It was really wild. Well, and you're, you're, almost you're as wild as the me. fact it was almost 60 degrees out. We're wondering how uh, the first outdoor, you know, Northeast Super Bowl was going to go. And it was a balmy night. And then it was a, a blizzard the next day. Uh, it was wild. Yeah. Yeah. My flight got canceled the next day. So I was stuck there for another day. But. Let's get down to brass tacks about uh, Sunday. So the way I see it, what makes this uh, conference championship weekend more intriguing and fascinating is that the way I see it, I mean, you have two matchups that did not happen in the regular season. So that's what makes it more like, in a way, like I, I could see like it could go either way on both sides for both teams on in both games. Of course. And so with, uh, but you got to get the hand of Baltimore just because they've been so complete, Lamar's healthy, and they dismantled both Detroit and San Francisco and both their matchups in the regular season. And, but KC, yeah, the the switch has been flipped, but it's Kansas City. It's Pat Mahomes, unfortunately. And for me, as a Bronco fan, it's my pain and misery for the next 10 to 12 years or so. And one more thing, Rick, before I let you go. Josh Allen is not overrated. End of story. I agree. Thank you, Derek. Appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, don't you agree? It goes without saying that uh, Sunday's games could wind up in any direction. Any direction. Kansas City, Detroit. Kansas City, San Francisco. Detroit, Baltimore. San Francisco, you know, Baltimore. Entirely possible. All of them. I could see every last one of those names painted in the end zone when I show up in Allegiant Stadium for NFL Network three Sundays from now. There's no question about it. And everyone's got the right to believe. Everyone's got the right to hope. Everyone has the right to, and fan bases to dream about it. There's no doubt about it. Detroit can absolutely win in San Francisco, and Kansas City can absolutely win in Baltimore. And both one seeds can absolutely curb stomp both of them too. You're making it look like you don't agree? No, I agree. I'm just thinking about the likely outcomes and scenarios. Like you just said, one seeds win big. I could see that happening. I can't see the road teams winning big. I, I think if either the road team wins, Detroit, Kansas City, it'll be close. Less than a touchdown if they were to win. I can't see Kansas City going into Baltimore and just boat racing them. I don't see that. And I don't see that with Detroit either because – Detroit's defense, not as good. No, I, the two units. So uh, you, yeah. heard, you heard Daniel Jeremiah say in the first hour that the the Chiefs need turnovers, right, in order to win. And um, you know, I, I DJ's the the man. I, I wouldn't. I, I don't know about that. I mean, the defense needs to just play similar to what they played in in Buffalo, and. And and then all all the Chiefs need to do is just don't have the problems on offense that we saw for much of the first eighteen weeks of their season, and show up. I, I and and let Mahomes be Mahomes, and he just shows up and he just like 
again, like I mentioned, that this generation's Tom Brady. Just shut the crowd up and it's over. And I'll, I'll come in and I'll steal your souls too. It's entirely possible that they could win this without a turnover. I, I would think Detroit can also play the game that um, the Packers just did. You know, go in there and be more efficient on offense. Again, uh, for that one, my ear is to the ground and my eyes are peeled about Debo Samuel's health. Right. That is such a difference maker. I feel like Detroit needs to turn that into a track meet. I don't think they, I don't know how you can against, when was the last track meet you saw the 49ers play? It was trending that way against Green Bay before oh, it, was, it kind, of, kind of buckled down. In the I second mean, half, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I didn't see their quarterback really do enough to be track meeting. You know. It's going to be a nice day. No rain. So That's correct. It's possible. Manny and El Paso, you're on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Manny? How you been? Good morning, gentlemen. Greetings from a sunny 54-degree day in the Sun City. What's up? You Mr. DePoofel's back and no longer in a milk carton. Sir, we missed you. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Manny. So the Ra- I'm back. They found me. Well done, Manny. The Ravens, they found me. The Ravens look so strong right now. I mean, Lamar Jackson throws one of the prettiest spirals I have ever seen. They're pretty much unstoppable. But then again, the same thing was said about the Eagles and the Bills. From who's left, I guess a feel-good story would be the Lions. Now, I'm a Cowboys fan. In no way is a troll job. I find it better to talk things out than to keep them in. I wish I was part of that hug that TJ got after the Dallas debacle. My question is, which Cowboys era was more of a letdown? The Romo era or the Dak era? In my collection, sir, I have over 254 caps, and I'll only wear and forever wear one football team. That's the Dallas Cowboys. Along with these hats, I do have one certain Michigan Wolverine cap that I purchased because I'm a fan of you, Thank you and man. this show. But without your blessing, if you tell me, no, Manny, I don't want you supporting my alma mater, no. I will gladly return it yeah. with uh, with no questions asked to the place of purchase. Manny, I just understand this. You are, you are not to return that hat. You're to wear it proudly. Because when you walk around planet Earth, people will say the words go blue at you, and it's like you're part of a community, and also it makes you look smarter. Understand that. <laughs> people <laughs> look at you and say, wow, that guy must be smart because he went to Thank Michigan. You for that. So I would well, do that. I leave you with this, gentlemen. I leave you with this. As mm-hmm. always. Let's watch some sports. Be safe, be kind, and never look at your phone while driving. Goodbye, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah, Manny yeah, El Paso. Yeah, 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 yeah. You want it? Do we... Yes, yes. TJ, them... answer the question, please. Well, I mean, the DAC era is still upon us, so I, not having a crystal ball, I, I don't see the end of this era yet, so I can't say Well, to this point. To this point. Um, what's been more disappointing? Ooh, he's thinking. Well, I mean, tough, Romo, Romo, Romo had, had, Romo Romo had, had the fake. 14 seasons on the team. Romo had the know. botch snap that botch ended snap. the Parcells era. Yeah, he had okay. multiple, multiple There's the catch. There's the Dez caught it moment. Dez so there's, that's it. weird. There's the... And the Dak era has the couldn't spot the ball. And what the hell was that with Zeke? Right? I don't look at the, the Zeke thing. There was two oh, seconds really? left. And what we weren't going to throw an 80-yard Hail Mary anyway. So okay, so that game was over. That game was over. Okay. Uh, the botch, the, the not being able to place the ball, that was tough. I don't know, man. That Romo not being able to hold the ball for a, a kick attempt, though, that mm-hmm. that was rough. That was tough. That's tough. Like, that Dak tough. not being able to get the ball spotted, that's in the heat of battle, man. You're you're going 100. You're doing everything you can right. to win that game. And, I mean, things happen. But, like, to not be able to do this when you've done it probably 100 times, you know, that season, that 
It's tough. Let's take let's take a break here because Rasheed Rice is uh, apparently uh, a bit late, and uh, let's take a break so we can get on the other side nice. if he does arrive. Eight four four two zero four Rich number to dial right here on the show. More of your phone calls. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least. The partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O-O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. All right, back here on our show, Did You See? We didn't discuss it yesterday because so much happened. Did you see who got bounced out of the men's side of the bracket at the Australian Open? I did, actually. I did see that. Did you see? Yep. The result. Our friend, who doesn't know we're friends. (laughs) And he has no idea that I've been challenging him from this seat. No idea. Mr. Alcaraz. Yeah. He lost. I'm telling you. He's gettable. Oh, Rich. <laughs> I see holes, guys. I see holes. <laughs> In his game? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. You're a clown, bro. Get out of my face, bro. I don't know. He's <laughs> out, staring at some Every time. Cheese. I might be back on the, I think I can get one point off of him. He, one point. Well, no, he, no. he is gettable, but just not by you, I don't think. I have to make this happen. That we play out. I mean, Nick Kyrgios uh, like, said he could set it up. Yeah, you know what? But he's traveling the world with his Lakers hat, turning his hat back. I don't think he's focused on on what my needs are. Mm. You know what I mean? Okay. I don't think uh, he's focused on making this happen. We might have to just take it into our own hands. Boom! When you're out here, Indian <laughs> Wells is around the corner. It is. So, That's what I mean. He'll be in the area. That's what I mean. 
They may have to but I think we call Nick and have him set it up when they're in I don't, Palm I don't Springs. Wanna, I don't, or, or he said he would do it. Or come here, I mean. come here, come here to LA. Are we going to set up a court in here? No, oh. we can find it. There's many tennis courts in Los Angeles. Why do you challenge him at, to pickleball? <laughs> I haven't played pickleball in a while. How about oh. this? You and Alcaraz against me and Kyrgios. Dude. Pickleball? I'm done with you and pickleball. <laughs> you had your shot, and then, you, and, then you, and then you bailed because you didn't want to get hurt. I did, I did not want to get hurt. He tears Achilles. I did is what not. <laughs> My <laughs> goodness. I get it. Who knew I was ahead this of the guy. curve on that? Roger should have listened to me. Uh-huh. <laughs> Back on the Rich Eisen Show radio network, I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk furnished with furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or or just stop by. The Associated Press has announced finalists for their end of season awards. We know who are the finalists to win awards and uh, NFL Honors Night two Thursdays from now. And it's not three finalists, it's five. I saw that. Five finalists. The five finalists for the most valuable player are Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Christian McCaffrey, Dak Prescott, and Brock Purdy. Oh. Brock's a finalist. No no Tua or Tyreek on that list. Nope. McCaffrey made it as the only non-quarterback. And the four quarterbacks that made it were Allen, Lamar, Dak... Brock Purdy. This respect is real. <laughs> well, he is. Well done, Mike. He is one of the five finalists for Offensive Player of the Year. Yeah. McCaffrey's one of those two. So he could sweep him. Could he? Could he sweep him? He's the Offensive Player of the Year. I would say and he's, the MVP. he's winning one of those awards. And so is Dak. Dak's an Offensive Player of the Year candidate as well, along with Lamar, Tyreek Hill, and Ceedee Lamb. Very well deserving. Uh, on all accounts. The coach of the year. Let's see the five one. finalists are Dan Campbell, John Harbaugh, D'Amico Ryans, Kevin Stefanski, and Chris Brockman's favorite, Kyle Shanahan. He's there. Okay. Well, let's see how he does this weekend. Defensive player of the year. Here you go. <laughs> There's two Dallas Cowboys. You want to guess who they are? For what was Defensive Player of the Year, TJ. Well, Deron Bland. Yep. And Micah. Correct. And the others are TJ Watt, Miles Garrett, and Max Crosby. Those are your finalists for those big old awards. That one's tough to pick. So. 844-204-RICH. Number to dial right here on the Rich Eisen Show. I'll give you my two cents on why I would vote for those awards. Uh, since the Associated Press won't give me a vote because they think I'm in the bag because I'm an NFL employee. That's still happening 20 years into my career. <laughs> I'd love to, it's amazing I need to furnish the Associated Press with facts. But anyway, that's later on. <laughs> I want to get right now to one of the best rookies we've seen at the position, certainly in Kansas City. He set the rookie record for receiving touchdowns for Kansas City with seven and then in his first playoff game became the first rookie with eight or more receptions, 130 or more receiving yards in a playoff game ever. Rasheed Rice here on the Rich Eisen Show. Good to see you, Rasheed. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I want to hit the, the Wayback Machine to start this interview to that day where you showed up for a pre-draft workout at TCU and saw Patrick Mahomes there, much to your surprise. Is that correct? Did that happen? Yes, sir. 
can you walk me through that day? Why you were there? What you were thinking? And then what happened, Rishi? Yeah. Um. So uh, Shane Bouchelle, uh, my old quarterback at SMU, he had happened to be in town training at uh, TCU. And, you know, I went to SMU, so I was uh, back in town, you know, after the combine and after training and stuff like that. Uh, so, you know, I went in there <clears throat> thinking I was just going to be able to run some routes with my old quarterback just to, you know, stay in the groove and just, like, to be able to throw with an NFL quarterback, you know, to get the time and stuff down like that just to see how fa- how much faster it would be. And then I walked in. Um, I seen, a, you know, Sky Moore, uh, Justin Ross. I'm like, all right, like, these are Chiefs receivers, and then I'm looking down, uh, and it's warming up this pat. I'm like, like okay, this pat. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I might got liking a little different today. You know, it's not just Ross. I might, you know, what I'm saying I gotta make sure my Ross look good. You never know what he could say for me, and you know, I guess you know he spoke on me, and you know this will happen. So when he um, started throwing passes to you, did what? What? How did that come about? Uh, we, <laughs> it was just a bunch of wide receivers, uh, working out, uh, running routes. And to be honest, I was just trying to get behind or in front of a, you know, a receiver just so I could try to go a bat every time. <laughs> and somebody else knew that though. <laughs> <laughs> so you were jumping the line. Yeah, I was jumping the line and trying to go very last just cause I know Pat, you know, he's going to get one more rep just to be, be great. So I'm like, if I go last, you got to throw with me. Okay. <laughs> And so, what what conversation did you did you have? Um, not not much conversation. You know, we just he was just telling me how he wanted certain routes to be ran. You know, teaching us how to run certain routes. But other than that, it was just like you know, good job today. But it, it wasn't too much. You know, I, it was too much I could leave with after that. I was just like, no, I got good work in that day. That's about it. No, I I understand, but um, there was no sense at all that you had made an impression at all with Mahomes? Um, I mean, I mean, Pat's been around a lot of great receivers. So sure. me personally, I didn't, I didn't go up to him like, Hey bro, how you think I did? It was just like, no. Uh, I mean, I know I did, you know, a good job today. I know I was signal with the other receivers and, you know, uh, I guess just staying quiet probably, you know, helped me, help me out the most. He just, he seen how hungry I was just to be good and not be, you know, too worried about what everybody else was thinking. Interesting. Interesting. So what happened on draft night, second round? Yeah, um, uh, draft night, uh, I received the phone call from the Chiefs. And, you know, when I came in to watch it on TV, um, Pat caught my phone. And, I mean, after that, I was – I kind of I kind of woke up from a dream a little bit when my phone started ringing and said Pat Mahomes. And then uh, Shane Bouchelle, they both, you know, calling my phone. And, you know, he just like, he's like, congrats, man. He's like, uh, you know, we got to go get another one. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm all for it, bro. Like, I'm ready for this. So any sense at all that that by chance moment where you're working out, trying to get better, thinking I'm going to catch passes from somebody who knows about the NFL and throws like the NFL and it turns out to be Patrick Mahomes, any sense at all that that actually – might have put you on a second round radar screen for the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, <clears throat> I think that's exactly why I got you know picked where I got picked because uh, you know I was running routes with Dak uh, and you know before I got to you know run routes with Pat and it's just like a a different sense you know when I was running routes with with Dak it was just like I'm actually you know 
just running routes so he can get his throws in. When I was running in routes with Pat, it was just like, you know, he really wants me to run this route correct so he can see the time and so he can see what it's going to feel like. So that's probably, you know, we just got a good feel for that like that. So you think he might have even been trying you out? <laughs> yeah. In a way, yeah, I think he might have been. Oh, my. And now look at this, right? Now look, <laughs> now look where you are. Right. Yes, life, life is amazing. It's so yeah. amazing. So what, what has your ascension been like from your perspective difficult trying what what how would you describe it because it looks simple and it looks easy from where we're sitting Rashi to be straight up it looks like you've gotten you've got the lights been on since since the very jump yeah um I mean at the beginning I can't lie it was it wasn't easy at all um the first thing was getting in shape uh, for training camp just to be able to you know, get my muscles, uh, make sure my muscles aren't getting fatigued just from, you know, so much running that I haven't, you know, ever done in my career. And then it was, you know, taking everything I learned from the meetings to the field. And the more and more I did that, the more I learned how to take notes and, and, and key in on certain things that were that stood out to me so that I could know what, what my assignment was on certain plays. Then that just kind of made it easier for me uh, to simplify stuff when I got on the field. And then just the pressure, one would say, because again, I know pressure makes diamonds, and I, I understand somebody in your position who plays your position and how expertly you play it. You 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 probably welcome it, but all that said, that's that's Patrick Mahomes who expects you to be in a certain spot. That's mm-hmm. that's that's Tyree. You know that's Tyreek Hill's old spot, right? I mean, and this has now been placed kind of on you, and I'm wondering how that's been landing on you, Rishi. Um, to be honest with you, um. Uh... I'm like you said, pressure makes diamonds. Uh, I've been, you know, for a long time, even in college, I had to wait for my opportunity, you know, three years until I could finally, you know, show that I was able to be a number one receiver. And here in the NFL, it's about, you know, taking advantage of your opportunities. And I feel like, you know, with the media bashing the receivers and, you know, just us knowing that we, we need somebody to rely on besides Trav and Pat, it was just like, I mean, who else to do it? You know, why, why, why wait, you know, a couple of years instead of just doing it now you got, you know, I got drafted to a Super Bowl winning team, uh, you know, the best quarterback in the NFL. And it's like, they didn't come get me just to be a part of the team to like to ride the train. They came in to, they got me to uh, come have an impact on this. Rasheed Rice, the dynamic rookie wide receiver, the chiefs here on the Rich Eisen show. How has the conversation about your receiver room landed in your receiver room? Uh, truthfully speaking, uh, it, it it doesn't land in the receiver room. We don't care what nobody else got to say. Uh, nobody, you know, believed in us at the beginning of the year. And, you know, only people that believe in us are the people that show up every day putting the work in. And we continue to show that on Saturday and Sundays when we got to play. And that's all that matters for us. So you don't look around the room. And, again, this is not at all a, a media thing from my perspective that, because we always talk about uh, what we say and then ask players, do you hear what we're saying? And that's not trying to confirm my place in the world. You know what I mean? Like, it's fine if you really don't care what we say. And uh, truly, like, I'll, I'll put my head on the pillow tonight and kiss my kids, right? But for, for it, it does kind of sh- surprise me that that you don't bow up in a way when you hear the constant drumbeat that, Balls are being dropped, and Mahomes needs the, some help. And and you've been portrayed as the the savior coming out of that room, 
Rashid. Mm-hmm. None, none of this is conversed. You don't talk about this stuff in your in your room at all. Um, no, I mean, we know, you know, personally, we know that we got to fix certain things and, and we work on fixing that in practice uh, and fixing that, you know, getting extra work before and after practice. But, you know, as far as me, you know, becoming that guy or anything like that, uh, none of that sticks out to me because, you know, I come in to work the same way I did, you know, the first day when I came here. So I'm, I'm really not too much focused on stuff like that. And, you know, we're focused on winning. So you are from uh, where? Where are you from originally, Rishi? You're from Texas, right? Originally, I'm originally from I'm originally from Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Okay, you were born yeah. in Texas and from Philly. Have, I was born in Philadelphia. Born, are you, okay, my goodness gracious, I hate yeah. Wikipedia sometimes. All I know, right, so you're, I know. So, you're born in Philadelphia. Good enough. All right, so you're from Philly. Uh, yes, yeah, sir. Was was the game against the? Dolphins, the coldest day you've ever felt in your life? Yes, in my life. The coldest ever. Well, how how cold? You look cold, but how cold? Yeah, was it? Uh, it was It was so cold. Uh, when I breathed in my ski mask, uh, like the, the heat coming out like from my breath turned into like water vapor on my mask. Uh, my hands and arms were numb. So like in order for me to make sure I was catching the ball, I just really had to look at the ball to make sure it was in my hands. It was cold like that. Okay. Well, your eyesight's great because, my God, what a game you had. <laughs> could, you, could you believe the game that you had in that cold, Ben? Rishi, I mean, uh, good Lord. What a night yeah. you had. I mean, yeah, I mean, you, you could you could only do two things. You could either, you know, be defeated by the cold or, you know, come out and dominate and not let the cold bother you. So we had two options, and I don't think we wanted to be defeated at all today. Okay, so the last two questions I have for you before I let you on, and I appreciate the time here on your busy Thursday before Championship Sunday. What are you seeing on film already with the Ravens, your challenge that's presented to you on Sunday is uh, what? Yeah, yeah uh, the Ravens, you know, they play a lot of different defenses and you know they're really good at disguising you know what they're actually gonna you know what defense they're actually gonna play um the the corners you know those guys are you know long aggressive guys the whole defense pretty aggressive but uh the thing you know that they do the best uh they rally to the ball and as well as their linebackers their linebackers you know they they were on sideline to sideline so we just know we gotta you know complete the catches and you know just be ready for People coming down, be ready to strip and, you know, make big hits on us. Okay. And what would it mean for you to play in a Super Bowl? Man, it would mean everything to me. I don't even know. I can't even explain it yet. So <laughs> I just got to get there. I just got to get there. You just, I that. mean, your smile just hit your face when as soon as I mentioned yeah. that, you know, yes, you could play in a Super Bowl, Rishi Red. Yes, sir. Okay. Yes. Very good. And then I guess the last one for you is now that you told me you're from Philly, you weren't rooting for the Eagles against the Chiefs last year, were you? No, I wasn't rooting for anybody. Okay. (laughs) Want to make sure. Very good. Hey, (laughs) I appreciate the time. I'd love to, you know, meet you in person uh, sometime soon. Have you here in studio if you're out in Los Angeles. Congrats on everything you've done so far. Best of luck uh, with you and the Chiefs in Baltimore. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Oh, what a pleasure. Thank you. That's uh, Rasheed Rice the wide receiver from SMU right here on the Rich Eisen show. Baller. Do you think they really don't say anything in the wide receiver room? <laughs> I don't know. It'd be hard. To no, and, and again, I, I do 
but I, I, I take him obviously at his word. Yeah. Awesome. Good for them. The whole thing like outside noise, but they have to hear the outside noise. But I guess they're not going to come in and say, did you hear what so-and-so said about us? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I, we can't catch I mean, they may there. internalize it, but they may not discuss it as a group. And, yeah. and, and Hey folks, get ready because Super Bowl week is all about distractions and we're the ones who talk about the distractions, not the players. We're the ones who ask the players about distractions and many of us just want to hear in the media, hey, so if you admit you've got this distraction, that means we're being heard, which is exactly what many of us want to have confirmed. Can you confirm you're hearing us, please? Because we're talking into this microphone wherever the heck we're doing our job all season long. We'd love to know. So, yeah. But this is a real narrative. And his receiver mate, Kadarius Tony, has been inactive since that New England game where the ball went off his hands, rolled on his back, and then Mahomes. Was that was Mahomes picked off on Christmas? I don't know if that was his last interception of the season. Let's take a look. You know, I I don't recall. I was on a plane for much of that Christmas Day game, just watching it as dots on my app. Hmm. Um, uh, yeah, last interception was against the Raiders on Christmas Day. Okay. Yeah. So, but good for him. He's like, I'll do it. I I love that answer. He's like, I'm not going to wait just two years till I've supposedly blossomed. I'm going to do it now. I didn't imagine you're just going for a workout. You walk in like, wait a second. Chief, you're putting the pieces together. Wait. <laughs> you hear a voice down. Like, wait a minute. That sounds Does like. Is that Pat Mahomes? <laughs> now I'm going to line up and just catch catch passes from him. Right. I'm going to skip I do line. love that story. I do love that story. Right. I'm hey. glad you reminded me of that before, uh, bef- you know, when we just came on the air. Well, I mean, that so was that- the reason I drafted him and our fantasy football draft is because you had heard that story. Yeah, And I was like, all right, well, this kid that he strolls into TCU and wants to catch passes from his old college teammate. Shane Bouchelle is there because mm-hmm. he's from SMU. He's in the area, goes in there and all that. He sees Sky Moore. He sees some other chiefs. And then he looks around. Oh, that's the chief. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get in. Let this. me get in line here. Let <laughs> me catch. If I'm in last, you know, Mahomes is always going to take that one extra rep because he's, always wants to be one rep better and so i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm yeah. gonna use his desire to be great for me to show i have a similar desire so i'm gonna catch passes from him and then i'm like well did you go up to him afterwards and have a conversation he's kind of like no i'm not gonna go up to him and say well how did how do you think i did because i don't want to <laughs> make it seem like you know i'm concerned about what others think i'm confident in my own ability i love that whole story and he totally believes and he thinks that that is the reason why mahomes gets on the phone after he's drafted saying, hey, you want to go play in another Super Bowl? And now they're one game shy of it, and I just love that story. You would have to think Mahomes probably sent word to the higher Oh, to Brett Veach? Hey, I, yeah, I, I'm sure. Worked out with this kid. Wouldn't you ask for Patrick yeah. Mahomes' thoughts on a receiver before you draft him? Well, you better. And now he's, he's, he's their most important wide receiver. Ready to roll. So Patrick Mahomes spoke today. He spoke about what? What is this? Oh, okay. Somebody asked him about his motivation going into the game. 
<laughs> really? Let's see what his answer is. I think for us, this is the challenge of going up against the best is what, what motivates you. I mean, they got the best defense. They got the MVP on offense. Um, they have a great special teams unit. Um, and they were the best football team throughout the entire season. So it, it motivates you to, in order to, to win the Super Bowl, you got to beat the best teams. And this is the best team that, w- that we've played so far this year. And it'll be a great challenge for us. Dude, I lo- First of all, I love this guy for so many reasons. It's because he looks so sweet, right? Yeah. He looks like you, you, first of all, you, for my perspective, you want him to be your son. You want him to be your, you, you want him to be your friend. Can you be my friend, Patrick? Yeah. You want him to meet your kids because you know he's going to be a total sweetheart to them. Sure. Right. And you want him to just, you just, you just want to be around him because he's, he's so approachable and nice and his voice sounds like a Muppet. You know what I mean? It sounds like <laughs> it just reminds you of everything when you're, you know, you're a kid and you're friends with people who are who are nice and you just want to be around them. And deep down, you know what his answer for motivation is? You know? Mike, can you give me a, what were they really thinking? Because I do believe this. <laughs> I do believe this deep down. What were they really thinking? This is what Mahomes want to say. Motivation. You know what my motivation to beat the Ravens is? Is because they're in front of me. Yeah. They're and not the just way. are they in the way, but they are the ones who think they can beat us, that we're vulnerable just because we won it last year and nobody's won back-to-back championships since Super years. Bowls 38 yeah. and 39, and this is Super Bowl 58, and you think we're gettable? Are you really thinking that? Because... I'm going to go into your building and beat your asses. I'm going to go in there and I'm going to be the toughest out you've ever heard of. So tough that I'm I'm not going to be out. So you know what I'm, my motivation is? My motivation is greed. My motivation <laughs> is, greed. is greatness. My motivation is to be the best ever. I bet you deep down, if you scratched so damn deep into the recesses of Patrick Mahomes, he's like pissed. People are saying Brady's never going to get caught. How Who are you to tell him that? What? He's coming for you. That's what I'm, that's what he's really thinking. That's, that's the, that's the dichotomy, whatever you want to call it, conundrum of, of Mahomes. He's the. He's the nastiest, sweetest person you'll ever meet. Because he's coming for you. Who the hell do you think you are? Baltimore? Lamar? Okay, Lamar, that's great. I I totally respect him. That would be nice for him if he wins, but not at my expense. What? I thought you were going to say, who do you think you are? I am. Oh, yeah. I mean, he might have the Pete Weber in him. (laughs) Who do you think you are? I am. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. Without the, you know, that move, you know, like that, I don't think is in his repertoire. That's not it. If Mahomes hit a DX after a TD, you know, I, mean? I don't even know what. I, I don't do. think anybody would know what to do. I don't think that's in his repertoire. But what's in his repertoire is a total cold-blooded individual. That's cold blood. Yeah, he's a killer, man. Pulsing we, through we, those we veins. We saw that in the Netflix QB. Right. Uh, and we series, saw it man. in like, Buffalo. And yeah. we may see it in Baltimore. And the Ravens may have what it takes collectively. 
Uh, I'm not discounting it. I'm just saying this is what's in him when he's being asked, what's your motivation? He could just laugh. He's so nice to answer the question. You know, well, my motivation is this. This is my motive. It's like writing an essay. You need to have a subject sentence, and then you need to have a, a, a body well, of body your essay, and then you have a conclusion <laughs> at the end. My conclusion is I'm going to beat your ass. That's my conclusion. He'd love to say that, but instead he goes, no, this is going to be a challenge for all of us. Okay. <laughs> I love Mahomes. He's just, he's yeah. just, just honestly, cut him, and the blood that comes out is cold. Let's take a break here on the Rich Eisen Show. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Gerald McCoy is going to join us in hour number three. He made some noise the last time about what quarterbacks are (laughs) elite or not. (laughs) Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The sleep number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks sleep number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. So in Carolina, they named Dave Canales the new head coach there, or they're they're about to make that official. And there were some thoughts that Mike Vrabel could get the job there, and instead it's going to be Canales. And you know Dan Morgan, the the old linebacker, is now the GM there, right? Right, right, right. So if Dan Morgan had hired or been part of hiring Mike Vrabel, this made it into my timeline. This one's for you, TJ. This one's for you. Okay. I thought of you when I saw this in my timeline. This could go Put it way. up right here. Um, this would be Vrabel <laughs> and Morgan talking to Rich Eisen at the Combine. <laughs> the Legion of Doom, the Road Warriors. The mean G- <laughs> you as Mean Gene? <laughs> I imagine I'm the one doing the interviewing. You, what's something mean, Gene? <laughs> Snack on danger, dine on death. And Morgan and, and Vrabel would be. Oh, what a rush. It's a good one, Travis Hancock. <laughs> WFNZ. Yeah, sometimes when you say something makes you think of me, I don't know which way you're going to go with it sometimes. I thought of I thought of you immediately. Cuz sometimes it could be disrespectful sometimes, you know. So, but that one wasn't. That was You know, that's a YP. That's not an MP. It's not an MP. That's a YP. With all due respect. I honestly immediately thought of you. I like that. I like that. Certainly because I needed to know who who was flanking me, Gene. I had no idea. And I knew you would know. I did. Thank you. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, number to dial, right here on the program. So, um, okay, the Associated Press 
awards finalists announced for this season. NFL honors the Thursday night before the Super Bowl um, at Resorts World in Las Vegas, Nevada. Hey. I saw a mock-up of what the stage is going to look like. It's going to be slamming. Where are we sitting? Um, When you say we, (laughs) that means (laughs) you and me. Nah. Now those days are over. Were you my plus one where? Which one were you my plus one? Minnesota. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We had a great time. It was great. Hope you enjoyed it. Did you take pictures? <laughs> <laughs> he said, hope you enjoyed it. Oh, my it, God. Like, what are we, that's what are we doing? It. <laughs> Dude, you've been my plus one in a lot of places. Do we have that photograph of, 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 uh, of, of the day, you know, back when uh, Jim Harbaugh made me the honorary captain? My buddy Paul Golan comes out. I've known him since the, the pizza fourth grade, days? fifth grade, Paul, right? Um from Staten Island, we went to Michigan together. He went out there. You know, who also was one of my plus ones. That guy. Oh, you see, this was, was way before he was trolling on Jim, and he was taking. He was like, you know what? You you know you look like Connor Stallions in that picture. <laughs> when you, you say, know, when you say trolling, trolling on, on Michigan, what does that look mean? at you with the Michigan gear. Big Jim, Michigan fan Jim lets you in on on a very very special weekend. Troll on Michigan. I take umbrage with that. Okay, very good. Well, at any rate, so great time. those were the plus one days. It was great. Went away a long time. That was amazing. That now, you, now, plus one now what happens? That you what took you him I don't and know. Let You've him got your that. own life. I got my own life. <laughs> I'm, I'm Do you out. really want to go to NFL Honors? Do you really want to go to NFL Honors? Kind of. I like going to that. Uh, I'll figure out how to go. I'll get you some seats. <laughs> right. ah, you let him go. have that type of access to no. your, your program, and he trolls you like he does. I don't know. There's business to be conducted. I do business with you every day. I've got I've got friends in high places around Roku, who um, was my plus one now, pal. Oh, wow. Oh, oh, wow. wow. I was like that. Wow. Hey, TJ's I don't even know who you are anymore. Wow. <laughs> Quite honestly. Man, Brockman. I mean. You just fell from number oh, one. On I've, got a new, sheet, I've got a new plus this one. This is and completely he knows, BS. He knows this exact, is shame. He knows exactly who he is. Murph? <laughs> no, definitely not Murph. <laughs> A little, little, little more uh, enjoyable as a company than Murph. Wow. <laughs> At any rate, NFL honors. <laughs> so the AP's got these awards, right, as I just mentioned. And, um, and uh, I'm not part of the voting. I've, uh, I'll be straight up. I, I've given up. I feel like I know a ton of football, and the Associated Press feels that because I'm an NFL employee, and it's not just me, it's a whole bunch of folks that work for NFL Network, and it's so offensive that I'm assumed that I can't speak my mind. So I'll say it here, who I would vote for. And and uh, wait a minute, each time I, I have Roger Goodell's voice in my ear telling mm. me who it should be. Absurd. It's absurd that so many people who work at NFL Network don't have a vote in this because we're supposedly NFL employees and thus, we're, what, our, our opinions are stunted or stilted or slanted. But I would vote as MVP Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Christian McCaffrey, Dak Prescott, Brock Purdy. I go Lamar Jackson. He is the MVP of this season. And I love McCaffrey. And I know it just speaks to his awesomeness and his greatness that he's actually cracked a quarterback award lineup. For finalists. But hell yeah, Lamar did did the work this year. He's gotten better. They lead they follow his lead. He is unbelievable. And again, this is a regular season award, so you can't just say, look at what he did in the second half against the Texans. This is already done. The votes are already in. I know that, even though I'm not part of the voting. Uh offensive player of the year, 
I give it to McCaffrey there. Tyreek, Lamar, CeeDee Lamb, Christian McCaffrey, Dak Prescott. Man, I know what CD did. I really do, TJ. He'd finish second in my voting. But I go McCaffrey there. Uh, I, I I honestly think the, the 49ers are the one seed because of him, which is why he's on he's on the MVP list. I think he and Purdy are going to split the vote. If anybody who thinks the Niners deserve a, a, a vote for MVP. But McCaffrey, that's the that's the award that goes to whoever's you know, if I if I'm a if I'm a a, a position player like McCaffrey, Tyree Kill, and CeeDee Lamb, I'm like outraged they put quarterbacks in this category. It's like <laughs> right? that's the MVP's for you. Yeah, well, let's have this. Get, exactly. Get out of this category. Mm-hmm. Get out of here. This is not for you. Right. Exactly. Uh, I, I I'm that may that may finally, you know, if I was in charge, I would basically say no quarterbacks are allowed as offensive player of the year. I'm sorry. <laughs> But it's McCaffrey. I would go McCaffrey there. Um, Defensive player of the year. Man, oh man, this is such a tough one. I know Deron Bland had a bunch of pick sixes, and Micah was my pick going into the season. TJ Watt, Max Crosby, and Miles Garrett. It would be between Miles Garrett and Max Crosby, even though I know Watt was superb. Gosh, I would eventually... I'd eventually cast my ballot for Garrett. You know, number one defense in certain regards this year, and he was just a monster. Uh, I, I, I've never seen anybody create a pre-snap penalty because he was motioning. <laughs> I've never seen that before. Because he was <laughs> motioning, and 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 the Titans had two tight ends try and chip him. They had multiple people travel with him. The guy who's pretending he's out dribbling a basketball. Well, I mean, that, I, I know that's I, Crosby was superb too, and he chose a coach. I don't know if that's part of a TJ Watt nineteen sacks. I know that. He, I get it. I get it. Crosby. That's and the Garrett, toughest one. Sixth and seventh. That would. T- that's the toughest one. Uh, and we'll ask Gerald McCoy his thoughts on this when he joins us. Coach of the year. My coach of the year was Dan Campbell going in, but I I would. And it's John Harbaugh, D'Amico Ryans, Kyle Shanahan, and Kevin Stefanski. When it's all said and done, I would I would give it to Stefanski. I'd have voted him. McVay, snub. Well, I mean, Shanahan. And yeah, guy's a super team. They, I, I know it, but you but they, but they you, should be good. You don't just roll the footballs out when you're a one seed. John Harbaugh was incredible. And Dan Campbell is is a guy who who may win it because he has that that team completely turned around and this is the year of their turnaround being official and yeah, his, his personality year, yeah. and 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 you know and, and also his smarts too um, and D'Amico Ryan's what a turnaround that is as well and 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 what a great season they did have but Stefanski did had four quarterbacks That's crazy. lost his top running back early on. And then, and then, damn near, you know, he did make the playoffs with Joe Flacco. I mean, honestly, how how the hell did they do that? How many teams would have been out fifteen ways to Sunday? Not an eleven win team. Great question. And again, you cannot take into account the fact that the Texans curb stomped them in in that wild card game because this done. You have to put in your vote before the playoffs. 
You take the playoffs into consideration, Andy Reid probably should get a lot of love. Well, I mean, you take the playoffs <laughs> in consideration, then obviously Dan Campbell and D'Amico Ryans would split my vote. But you got to give it to Stefanski, right? I think so. I mean, I goodness so. gracious. Deshaun, then a rookie, then P.J. Walker, then Deshaun, and then suddenly Deshaun's gone, and then you go with Flacco? And you don't skip a beat? Nick Chubb goes out too? Get out of here. That was the big one. Come on. And the running game still looks terrific, and the passing game too? So, those will be my votes. What say you? Hour three coming up. You know, what we did at the middle of the season, you, Chris, and I, we all did our middle of the season awards who we mm-hmm. thought would. Yeah. And I think I had Lamar at MVP, Cheetah at play, Offensive Player of the Year, Miles at DPOY, and I had D'Amico Ryans as coach. Yeah, I mean, so we and you right definitely there. did. Uh, offensive Rookie of the Year, Jameer Gibbs, Sam Laporta, Puka Nakua, CJ Stroud, and congratulations to B. John Robinson still making that mix. Wow. I mean, that's got to be CJ, right? I, I, I love Puka Nakua. Yeah, it's my man. He was on my team, too. But CJ Stroud did stuff at quarterback we may never see a rookie do again. Uh, I would I would vote for CJ Stroud, and I would have done it before the playoffs, too. I mean, Puka only set the record. I know, brother. I know it. Yards. I get it. I get it. 60-year-old record. Will they split it? But CJ, it's a quarterback-driven league, man. Yeah. We make it seem like quarterback's the most important position. He didn't play kid. the whole year. I know. I get it. I get it. And defensive rookie of the year, Will Anderson, Jalen Carter, Joey Porter Jr., Devin Witherspoon, and um, Kobe Turner. I'd go Kobe Turner for the Rams. Yeah, he was awesome. He was. I think he was a standout. I'd say him or Joey Porter. No, I'd go Turner. So that's where I would go. And uh, assistant coach of the year, Ben Johnson, Mike McDonald, Todd Monken, Jim Schwartz, Bobby Slowick. Wow, that's a tough one, too. But I, I think maybe you go with one of the Ravens coaches there, right? Gerald McCoy coming up, hour number three.